مرکز صحابہ آن لائن ریڈیو بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمد ونسولی علی رسول الکریم اما بعد all praise due to almighty allah the sustainer nourisher and cherisher of the universe peace blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader nabi muhammad mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam before i start with today's lesson we need to make this announcement As Maulana mentioned, today is the 29th of Jumad al-Ula 1440. So we need to realize that tonight after Maghrib, we have to scan the sky and look for the new moon and the crescent. And it is over 19 and a half hours or more. So in some places, so there's a good chance of it to be sighted if the conditions are conducive and clear. So we should make sure that we scan the sky. If the moon crescent is sighted, then tonight, tomorrow, Wednesday, will be the first of Jumad al-Ukhra. And we should read the following dua tonight, once the confirmation takes place. Allahu Akbar, Hilal khayrin wa rushdin. O Almighty Allah, make this month of Jumad al-Ukhra a month of khayr and goodness. وَرُشْدٍ and righteousness for us, our families, and the Ummah at large. Today, with the help and mercy of all, Allah, we focus on Surah Nur, chapter number 24. And this Surah was revealed after Mustafa Habibuna وسلم, migrated to Medina Munawwara, and it comprises 64 verses. Our mother Siddiqa Sayyida Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha used to say, Allimu nisa'akum surat al-nur wal-ghazl and teach your women, your female surah nur and sewing, crocheting, knitting. So how important it is to educate our mothers and sisters. When you educate a male, one person gets educated. We educate a female, a family is educated. All Allah Jalla wa Allah tells us in the second verse, Az-Zaniyatu Az-Zani, Fajlidu kulla wahidin minumami atajalda, The male and female who commit zina, fornication, they're not married, so take them out in public, and you whip them hundred lashes. وَلَا تَأْخُذْكُمْ بِهِمَا رَعْفَةٌ فِي دِينِ اللَّهِ Do not show them any compassion, any compassion in the deen of Allah. These punishments, today's world will say it is against human rights. But when they kill so many unborn babies and fetus, then that is not against human rights. They will tell you to light the fire and then they will tell you they'll control it. So in Western democracies, fornication, adultery is not a crime. They will tell you as long as it is consenting adults. Then they'll say give everybody a condom and then they will solve the AIDS pandemic. So that is a satanic system. Islam says make few people a sample and example and the whole society, community will remain pure and chaste. So that is what Quran is saying. And this punishment should be witnessed by a group of the believers. If it is adultery, that is now the person is married, that male or female, and then they commit the crime of zina, adultery, then it is the death penalty. 
According to the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah, the Shafi'is, Malikis, Hanbalis, Hanafis, there is no two opinions on this issue. Hundred lashes for fornication and the death penalty for adultery. Hence, we need to understand what a serious crime it is. If it has happened, the person committed fornication, then get married to that lady. If that lady is not a Muslimah, then make her a Muslimah, and in that way you make nikah. So that is what Islam is teaching. Similarly, Islam says to cast aspersions, allegations, you call a lady and tell her, Ya Zania, or you adulteress, or you fornicatress, or the female or male tells another person that Yazani, that you are such, you committed fornication, adultery. And walam, they cannot bring thummalam yatu bi arbati shuhada. They cannot present four male witnesses who saw that crime. They were eyewitnesses, not they saw it, you must remember, circumstantial evidence, no. Direct evidence, they witnessed it with their own eyes. Then, if they cannot produce four male witnesses, then fajliduhum samanina jalla, then you whip them and lash them eighty lashes. Thereafter, we come to Surah 24, verse number 11, which is known as Waqiyatul Ifq. Our mother Siddiqa Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha was coming and returning with Mustafa sallallahu alayhi sallam and her necklace fell off. She got, got lost. She went to look for it. Yeah, the, a group of Sahaba, Nabi sallallahu alayhi Sahaba left. What used to happen in those days, they would keep one person at the back, Mu'akharatul Jaish, and he was right at the back of the army. Yeah, it was Safwan radiallahu ta'ala an. And when he came, he kept his gaze down. He let Siddiqa Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha go on to the Hodaj. And in that way, he brought us at Aisha radiallahu anha. He was walking and our mother Siddiqa was in the Hodaj. Hodaj is like, you know, a covering where the females would sit so nobody could see them. Nevertheless, the munafikin and hypocrites started making their accusations, allegations, and all Allah revealed 16 verses to exonerate and to prove Siddiqa Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha is innocent. Remember, this is the law in Islam. Surah 24 verse 26, Al-Khabithatu The impure male for the impure female, and the impure female for the impure male. And atayyibatul atayyibin. So Mustafa sallallahu is the most, most beloved, most precious, most chaste personality in the entire universe. So all Almighty Allah chooses for Mustafa sallallahu sallam the purest of ladies, and that is Siddiqa Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha, Sayyidah Khadija radiallahu anha, Sayyidah Hafsa radiallahu anha, and the other azwaji mutahharat radiallahu anhunna. And then the verdict from Almighty Allah, Ulaika mubarra'una mimma yaqulun, they are totally innocent. Therefore today people who make this claim against Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha, I have the Quran Sharif in my hand, Wallahi such people are out of the fold of Islam, irrespective of what their names might be, their name can be Ahmad, Muhammad, Ali, Fatima or whatever, they are out of the fold of Islam. Thereafter, Almighty Allah is teaching us social etiquettes. You cannot just barge into people's homes. You must take permission. Whether you ring the bell, whether you knock the door, 
three times and if nobody replies then you must go away so that is what islam is teaching us then islam teaches us tell the believing men to lower their gazes and protect the private parts today the men are busy with the porn on the cell phone busy with the tv so then they look at the woman and then they fantasize with her to, for, to look at so-called Islamic programs, the Maulana is there and he's all groomed up and so forth. The women are looking at him. How you justify that? In the light of this ayah, that is zina of the eyes. So that is mentioned in Bukhari Sharif. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Sahamun min sihami iblis. That this eyes, when we look at haram things, it is one of the poisonous arrows of shaitan, the hadith in Kanzul Ummal. And women, You also must lower your gazes. How are you justifying watching the men playing cricket, soccer, and films and movies? All this haram, not permissible. You're not allowed to expose your beauty in public. This is compulsory, women. Quran says, Surah 24, verse 31, وَلْيَدْرِبْنَ you have to cover over your clothing. You have to wear another piece of cloth. Whether you call it the chadar, whether you call it the abaya, whether you call it whatever you want to, a shawl. So that is compulsory. And that is what Quran is saying. Yes, you expose your beauty in front of your husband or, for example, in front of your father or your father-in-law or your sons or your nephews or your brothers or your, you know, nephews. So all nephews, both sides. So that is permissible. So exposing beauty means your face is open and even if your hair is open, although it's not something very much desirable, but it is permissible. And remember, so this type of thing. You don't mean walking around with a mini and all these type of things. Thereafter, all Allah says, وَتُوبُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ جَمِيعًا لَأَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ They turn to all Allah with sincere repentance and tawbah. All of us, all, there no exemption, so that you are successful. So imagine all Allah mentioning beautiful lessons. Allahu nuru samawati wal ard. Islam's message is a nurani message. Everywhere in the world, the darknesses are prevailing. As Muslims, we need to eradicate and remove the darkness. Mustafa Habibuna Sallallahu's message was Nur. The Master Salam's message was Nur and take the people out of the darknesses towards Nur. Litukhrijan Nasa mina Zulumati ilan Nur. Surah fourteen verse number one. So this is all Matyallah teaching us. Who are the Sahaba? They were running their business, they were running their farms, but their business, their farms would not divert them from the remembrance of Allah. It would not divert them from reading Salat on time, paying Zakat, all this. So their farms, their shops, their jobs became madrasas, became khankas, and they remembered their dues and obligations. Today our masajid have become soccer field. People will ask you what is the score. People will make such a big noise and kick up such a record. How many times I have to announce myself in our masajid here? So this is unacceptable. Then the curse of the cell phones. So think about it seriously, O Muslim. 
Who is Almighty Allah Jalla Wala? Wallahu khalaka kulla dabatim mimma. Every creation is created from water, meaning there's some element of water there. Some creation, Allah made them walk, crawl on their bellies, on their stomach. You see the snakes and so forth. And some creation walking on two feet, human being. You see the animals, four legs. So that is the manifestation of the power of Almighty Allah Jalla Wala. Remember, if you want success, وَإِن تُطِيْءُهُ تَهْتَدُوا If you are obedient to Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then only will you find guidance. Thereafter, in the ending, Almighty Allah Jalla wa teaches us the rank and status of Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. لَا تَجْعَلُوا دُعَاءَ الرَّسُولِ بَيْنَكُمْ كَدُعَاءِ بَعْضِكُمْ بَعْضًا I can call Arafat by his name, Arafat without the title, without any title. He can call me A.K. Abdul Qadir without any title. So we can call one another like that. But we are not allowed to call Mustafa Habibuna وسلم, by his Mubarak name only. Before the Mubarak blessed name of the Master salam, or after his Mubarak name, we must use the titles. Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So we must show that love and that respect for the Master alayhi salatu salam. May Almighty Allah jalla wa grant us tawfiq to understand our deen properly. Ameen, Ameen, Ameen. Nine minutes to five o'clock. You are listening to a Safina to Ilal Jannah. Ustad, my neighbor has passed away. She is a non-Muslim white. How can I show my condolences according to my Islamic waywards, Ustad? In Islam, Almighty Allah has mentioned in the Quran Sharif, Surah 9, Surah Tawbah, verse 84. When a non-Muslim dies, you cannot go and pray there. You cannot go and do things there in the church or in the temple. Or they have a memorial service. All that to participate is all haram and not permissible. Wala taqum ala qabri. You can't go to the cemetery and say you're offering your respects and so forth. All this is absolutely haram. Quran has made it clear. Yes, Islam teaches us that your neighbor and so forth. So after everything is done, you go there and you offer your condolences. So that is permissible. If you're living far and you know that person today, telecommunication and means of communication are so easy. You send a WhatsApp, an email, whatever, SMS. And in that way, you just say that, you know, you're sorry to hear that this person passed away and so forth and so on. So that Islam permits and says is acceptable. Let us go to Brother Dawood. He says, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Saab, I am a revert. He says, I recently read Fajr Namaz, and in the second rakat, Ustad, after Ruku, the Imam began making dua loudly. Is this particular to any madhab? Do I have to repeat my Fajr Namaz? Brother Dawood. Brother Dawood, your salat is totally valid, and this is done daily when the Imam is a Shafi'i. According to the Shafi'is, they're supposed to do this kunut, and it's part of Fajr Salat throughout the year. Hanafis and them say that it's fine you do so occasionally 
and it's called Qunut and Nazila when there are huge problems upon the Muslims people are Muslims are getting killed there's war <coughs> children are being murdered as you see nowadays in different parts of the world so yes it's good for the honorable Imams that they should be reciting the Qunut and Nazila so your Salat is totally valid and there's no problem with that brother Dawood so whatever questions you have inshallah you contact us and we'll assist you all the way inshallah we go back again this morning to the United States of America who loves listening to Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein on our program Safina to Ilal Jannah. This is brother, he says, Mikail. Okay, Mufti Saab, I'm going to call myself Mikail. I did not understand what you meant. Why do adulteries have to go through a death penalty? Isn't God most merciful, most forgiving? Brother Michael, could you please explain to me in detail? Ustad. Very good, Mikael. You're going slowly, slowly in the right direction. You said Michael. We said no. We're going to make you with Allah's help, inshallah, into Mikael. So, my brother, you are in America. And you know you have 50 states. And you know in certain states that what they do, they have the death penalty. You know there is a crime called treason. So treason is now that person was disloyal, unloyal to the state, to the country. So many countries will say that there is death penalty. Islam promotes and advocates a pure society. So when a person is not married and he commits fornication, male or female, hundred lashes in public. But when they are married and now they commit the crime, so now there is no valid excuse in any way. So therefore the death penalty, rather we clean the cancer out, rather than let it spread into the entire society. You take our beloved country, South Africa, it has become the AIDS capital of the world. Why? Because they're teaching children sex education, they're giving out condoms free of charge at the airports, and the condom mentality has brought all this curse of AIDS, so it has gone uncontrollable. You go to Brazil, you go to France, you come to South Africa, and if you take a survey, it will not be surprising to see majority of the children born are illegitimate. If you have illegitimate and bees running around, do you expect really, my Mikhail, Michael, a real, dynamic, powerful society? No. You have a broken society. Who is there? Therefore, Islam said that the lineage of the illegitimate child will go to the mother. So therefore, Islamic system, Mikhail, is not like the Western system. They say light the fire and then we will control it. Tell everybody smoke cigarettes is fine. And then they will say that one billion rand, the people spend, well, spend I give examples, one billion dollars they spent on cigarette, and we're spending two billion dollars now to fight the scourge and to fight this pandemic and so forth. No, Islam says from the start we eliminate it, eradicate it. So that is in simple answer. Who would want his daughter or sister that they must be sleeping around with other people who are mm-hmm. married and what have you? So that person is taking advantage of our daughter or sister. So for our daughter or sister who is not married, 100 lashes. For him, there will be death penalty. So that is the justice system of Islam. The punishment is a deterrent for humanity and posterity. Mm. 
Mashallah, brother Mikhail says, God bless you, Mufti Sab. Amin. Jazakumullah khair, brother Mikhail, for tuning in and listening to Asafina to Ilal Jannah. I've got another question here. This is from Maputo Ustad. It says, Costa du Sol. Mufti Sab, we listen to you every morning on Mulana Arafat's program. I deal with funeral policies, sales, and administration. Is it allowed to start? Yeah, it depends what you mean you deal with it. For example, that if people who are running the funeral parlors and policies and whatever, they come and purchase things from you and you are selling things from there to them. So till day is permissible from where they get their income. We don't have to worry. A prostitute comes to our shop. We don't have to say no, that I can't sell to you because you are involved in illegal activities. So if they come to you, they buy things from you and so forth and so on. So till day is permissible. But if you yourself, you are involved, you are a broker and you have funeral policies and you're telling them insurance, you know, death insurance and all this, all that is haram and not permissible. Wala ta'awanu alal ithmi wal udwan. Surah 5, chapter 5, verse 2. Do not cooperate in sin and in transgression. So therefore, everything of Islam is simple, based on simplicity. Death takes place, so there will be gusal, we bait the disease. Then there is kafan, the shrouding. Thereafter, there is janazah salat, the funeral prayer. And thereafter, the burial. So everything very, very simple. And the expenses are minimal. There's no coffin, there's no box, there's no new suit, new clothing for the deceased. Nothing of that sort there. So this is Islam, is the religion for present, past, present, and future for all humankind irrespective of where we are living. So that is the global international message of Islam. Today, before people die, they put them in debts already. <laughs> you have to pay for the coffin, you have to pay for your suit, you have to pay for this, pay for that. So many cows will be slaughtered. So Islam says all this haram and not permissible. <laughs> well, Mufti Sab, the listener says, uh, Mufti Sab, have you ever heard a daughter-in-law and her daughter, the grandchild, does not greet the mother-in-law when or when she returned from Umrah. Isn't that rude, Ustad? It's not even permissible. And remember, the son is to blame. Remember, daughter-in-law and that granddaughter, that granddaughter might be masoom. She might be four, five, seven years old. So just leave her out of the equation. She is just getting out what her mother is telling her. So where is the brains and common sense of the son? Common sense is no more common. So you must address this with your son. Tell him, what are you teaching your wife? That she doesn't, she is making qata ta'alluk, that she is making qata rahmi, that she is severing ties with me. I'm the mother-in-law. Quran Karim teaches us Surah 47, chapter 47, verses 22, 23. In tawalaytum, when you have authority and power, to antufsidu fil ard, you cause mischief mayhem on the earth, wa tuqatti'u arhamakum, and you sever the family ties. Ulaika alladheena la'anahumullah, fa'aswammahum wa'a'ma absarahum. Allah Ta'ala curses such people. Allah Ta'ala makes them spiritually deaf and spiritually blind. Chapter 47, verses 22-23. So you tell your son, and then you must tell your daughter-in-law also, that you just came from the Mubarak place of Makkah, Mukarramah, the blessed holy places of Makkah and Medina, and this is what you're doing. So what good was that Umrah? What good was that Ziyarat? So remember that Islam is there to build the ties and not to break the ties. 
Ustad, uh, brother Ibrahim Seder from Italy wants to know, he says, Mufti, I need to confirm if there is Qalqala in the ending of every ayat in Surah Lahab or only in the first ayat, Ustad. Remember, Qalqala, Qutubu Jaddin. Hmm. So that is the law. So when you have Qaf and then you have all this Jim and Dal and so forth. So let's read it for you, Qalqala, and see that yada abi so definitely they will be there makasab definitely they will be there that lahab definitely then hatab definitely mimmasad definitely so every ayat there is qalqala so that is correct my brother ustad samuni wants to know from barbados assalamu alaikum honorable mufti sahab my parents named me omera Z, uh, that is O-M-E-R-A I am 24 years of age And I did some research And there is no such Muslim name I currently started spelling and pronouncing my name as Humeira Is this correct or is there a procedure to follow? Ustad, 100, 100% MashaAllah Mubarak to you You did the correct thing Mustafa Habibuna Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Siddiqatu Bintu Siddiq Sayyida Aisha Radiallahu Anna Ya Humaira Oh you the beautiful wife And with the red red complexion You know when a woman is fair in complexion And some redness So that enhances the beauty So all Mighty Allah Bless Siddiqa Sayyida Aisha Radiallahu Anna With such profound knowledge Great character And great beauty as well So Therefore, remember, Siddiqa Sayyidah Aisha has a special, special place. You just did now in Surah Nur that from verses 11 to 26 were revealed for Siddiqa Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha. Actually, what happened, sister, in Barbados, when your forefathers came from India, so then they left India and they forgot the age there. And you became Humaira, turned into Umeira, you see. Mm. See, our people, they're the Mammon people here in South Africa, other places. So they have surname Akub, Akub. So when they left India, they left the Ya, the Ya, just left it there in Porbandar and India and that. So Yaqub became Akub, and Aku Yaqub became Akub and that. So they have to change it there. So remember, the Aku and Akub, no, is Yaqub, brother. So that is how you have to understand it. We have one more question, inshallah, we go to Brother Suleiman from Bangalore, India. He says, uh, Honorable Muftisab, there are many Muslims from India and Pakistan in our community that sell pirated Hollywood and Bollywood movie DVDs. Is it permissible to report such people to the police? They will be arrested on the basis of copyright and intellectual property laws which Islam does not recognize. They may also face deportation and or jail time. Ustad, your input on this? Yes, it's very good. You should report them because they're corrupting the society, male, female, adult and children. So <laughs> their major crime is not one crime, multiple crime. A crime against Islam, a crime against the state, a crime against humanity because now they are distracting them with satanic activities. So it's very good. It is your civil duty that you should report them to the authorities. And if you want, then you tell them, you're giving them a last warning. If they don't listen 
person, then you report them. So we must not allow these type of illegal activities to thrive in our society and so forth, because then people take it for, you know, something acceptable and permissible. Nay, that is why Quran Karim teaches us, you are the best of people. Kuntum khaira ummatin. Why? Ukhrijat nas. You have been taken out for the benefit of humanity. Ta'muruna bil ma'roof wa tanahona anil munkar. Your function, O Ummah, you are the best of the best because you must command the good and forbid the evil, not justify it and keep quiet. That is why those ulama also who do so, many a time when I meet them, I ask them, how come you are silent on this issue? Have you become a munafik and hypocrite? So this is what Islam teaches us, that Amar bil Maruf, Nahan al-Munkar, enjoining, commanding the good, prohibiting the evil. So they must face the consequences <coughs> for every crime, then there is punishment to suit the crime. So that is what Islam teaches us. And remember that the whole thing, Hollywood, Bollywood, Robin Hood, all haram A to Z. So this is how the enemy wants to control the minds and the thought process of the Muslims. May all material Allah Jalla Wala protect us. Inshallah, five past one, we will be back in the studio with tafsir of the Noble Quran and we carry on with Surah Zariyat. Half past one to two, Inshallah, will be Surah Anfal. The tafsir will continue. Make dua for us and Ameen. the Ummah Ilad. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.